Hello, good-looking people. And you're good-looking because you're always looking for, and of course, finding the good within everyone and everything. Welcome back to Torah Thought in 10 Minutes or Less. I am your host, Rabbi Menachem Landa. Thank you for joining. We are getting ready for Shabbos. Today is Friday. It's the 8th of Elul, August 28th, which means we're within three weeks of Rosh Hashanah. The high holidays is beginning. It's really an amazing time. We're in the month of Elul. It's the month of introspection, a month of working on ourselves, and a month of returning, a month of teshuva. So what I want to talk about today is how is this teshuva working out for us? Who is taking, when we say we are returning to God, teshuva? Who is taking that first step? Is it us? Us, the the Jewish people? Or is it God? In one place in our literature that we say, in our liturgy that we read on Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, we say, Hashiveinu Hashem Elecha Vinashuva, which means, bring us back to you, God, and we will return. We're telling God, you bring us back to you, and then we'll start returning. But God is saying, Shuva Eli. God is saying something else. God says, I'm waiting for you to return to me. It's like in a relationship when both sides are waiting on the other to take the first step. So, with us and God, who is returning to whom? Are we taking the initiative and taking the first step? Or are we telling God, we're waiting for you to show us how? So, of course, we are blowing the shofar, not only on Rosh Hashanah, taking the steps then, but we actually prepare in advance. We take a month, the, the, the month we're in now, Elul, and we actually, it's a custom to blow the shofar every day of the month, besides for Shabbos, in order to prepare ourselves. So we are taking that step. And God actually says these words in, in the prophets. God says, shel machat, which means God tells us, open up to me, just like the eye, the size of the eye of a needle. But I will open up. Once you take that first step, I will open up. I'll magnify and grandify the openings, like the opening of a ballroom, like the opening of the, the, the temple's gates which were massive, but it all starts with us taking that initiative, taking that first step, even how small and how minuscule it may seem, like the eye of a needle, God says, I'll take care of the rest. So to explain this point, really that duality of us taking our steps and also God reciprocating in kind, it's one of my favorite stories. I've heard it recently. Um, Maybe you heard me share it in in a class, in a recent class. It's a story from the 1800s there was a Hasidic, there, there still is a Hasidic group, not as large as Chabad is, but also they actually before the war, they were very popular. Unfortunately, a lot of them were wiped out uh, during the Holocaust, but they're known as the Gerer dynasty, their dynasty of Gerer. And their first Rebbe, he lived in the early 1800s. His name was Yitzchak Meir. He was known as Chidushe Harim, uh, based on a book he wrote of the, on the commentary of the Torah. But when he passed away, he actually had 13 children that almost all of them predeceased him, which means they almost all were not alive to um, uh, take over the dynasty after he passed. And it was very tragic, of course. And they were looking for a Rebbe to continue the legacy, continue the dynasty of this Hasidic sect, the Gera Hasidic. And so they turned to his grandson who was really just a young man at the time. He was a teenager. 
and they told him it's on you usually a dynasty you give it to the most worthy and ideally it would go to a child like our rebbe of chabad was the son-in-law of the previous rebbe and in their dynasty also you first try to give it to a worthy child and over here there wasn't any child so they were asking they were giving the task to the grandchild he was young at the time his name was Aryeh, yehuda Aryeh, and he was young there was many of the older hasidim that were very knowledgeable in torah very scholarly and learned and have been hasidim of the grandfather for years so he took over he barely had hair on his chin this young man to be the rebbe and after a few months, I guess some of the older Hasidim felt that, you know, who is this young man that we are now following and um, asking for instruction? And I guess the Rebbe, the young Rebbe, felt a little bit of tension and he wanted to set things right, set things straight. So he called a town hall meeting with him and all of these elderly Hasidim. And all he did at the meeting, he actually just shared a story. And he tells them at the meeting, there was once a village that had a mountain at the edge of the village, at the edge of the town, that it was insurmountable. No one was able to climb this huge mountain. And someone took upon himself the task, the gear he bought, the training he was doing to, to be able to climb this mountain. And after days of climbing, after preparing, he climbs the mountain with sweat and blood and cuts and bruises. He gets to the top of the mountain and what he sees at the top surprises him. He sees at the top a young kid, just a, a little kid running around the grass at the top of this high mountain. And he runs over to him and with his, with uh, wiping the, th the sweat off his brow, he's like, young child, young child, how did you get here? How did you manage to get up this mountain? To which the child responds, I was born here, meaning he didn't even have to take any effort to get to the top of the mountain because that's where he was born. So really, he, the, just to conclude the story, the Rebbe of Gerer, this Hasidic Rebbe, he actually concluded the meeting with this story. What he was basically telling them is, you could climb and climb and work and work, but this is in my blood. It's in my DNA. Royalty, this Rebbe um, uh, leadership role, is something I was born with. It's in my blood. And I'll, I'll get it done. And truth to, uh, he actually did. He was one of the greatest rebbe's and Hasidic masters. He was he became known as the Sfas Emes, which is a book he wrote on the Torah as well, on a commentary on the Torah. Sfas Emes literally means the lips of truth. It's one of the most studied commentary on the Torah. He wrote it later on in life, but it's something that that um, he had. He grew his Hasidic dynasty to incredible. Uh, to an incredible magnitude. And so the point is that I'm trying to make is we got to climb our mountain and we got to do the work and do the teshuva and find and tap into the reservoirs and the wellspring within and put in the effort. Like it says in the Talmud, Yagaita umatsata. You have to toil and you will find success. But Hashem is promising in kind to reciprocate. But even more than just reciprocating, the point I want to get to is once we climb the mountain, we'll find that reservoir within and realize that we are born into this, that we have this naturally, that, yeah, it may seem like a, like my previous podcast, that uh, we have tendencies that are 
not so flattering and we run back into them every now and then. But in truth, you, you'll tap into a tendency to uh, an ingrained ability that you have that is pure, that is holy, that is a natural DNA love for God that you and I possess already. And during this time of teshuva, we take that initial step and God will show us that we can discover this incredible, incredible, powerful, divine light that we have, our neshama inside. So that's what Hashem is promising to do in kind. So what we need to know is we have to take we have to take the initiative. We have to do the things that may be a little bit outside of us, will require some climbing. And it may be uncomfortable at times. We have to do a mitzvah, let's say it's Shabbat candles if you weren't lighting it. Or if you were lighting it for Friday evening, maybe try to light it on time. We have our Jewish calendar. Actually, our new Jewish calendar is coming out in the mail probably in the next few days for the new year. And look at the time. It's 18 minutes before sundown. And uh, have uh, light the Shabbos candles on time. If you light it on time, maybe try to bring in Shabbos a few minutes earlier. And uh, if you, maybe put on tefillin. Or maybe when you're in the store shopping, look for the same, um, the same cereal that has a kosher symbol on it. So it's important to take a step in that direction, especially during this month of Elul. And it's an amazing time to, to, to see success in it. So I'll end you with this thought that, and I wish you to have a meaningful day. And remember, your one mitzvah can have a huge impact and it can change the world for the better. We'll end off with a Shabbat Shalom as we're nearing Shabbos and hope to see you very soon in good health and tune back in for the next podcast happening on Sunday.